I saw a way to give all of humanity the ability to speak mind to mind. It was a long time ago on a cold wintry evening. It was Christmas, actually. It involves knowing we are already telepathic and we are already interconnected. To everything TM. The bottle of booze upstairs, the bottle of water next to me, the coffee plantation across the world, Saul, our son. It's all connected. Things that last for an age or a time, accumulate great spirit or power, becoming more reverential as time passes. The more times a human being touches a thing TM, the more power it accumulates. Living beings in general lend their personal energy, vibration, to everything around them. I want to be drunk, but there are two problems with that. 1. My mother has a doctor's appointment soon TM. 2. I had a terrible hangover last time I did it. 3. Bonus, I'm not hydrated enough already, though that's easy to resolve. I have discovered that Uzo and Gin are high on my no-no list of alcohols. Vodka, on the other hand, despite being made from a polysaccharide-rich base material seems to please with my body in general, only gaining a slight amount of weight from imbibing it. If you believe it is my diet, die on a sword. I record it meticulously and I know what I can and cannot eat, at least, I know a bunch of things I can eat and I can absolutely tell you that I am limiting myself to them to the best of my ability. Weight retention does not seem to be calorie dependent. Also, it appears to be a myth to require 2000 calories a day. I can eat 800-1500 consistently and not die. I also don't necessarily lose weight, either, hence my statement that it seems to be calorie independent. God tells me I have a rare digestive disorder. Also, shut up and eat a pizza already. Oh, wait. That's not God. You should know I've only eaten 12 whole pizzas in two years, so it's not the fucking pizza you murderous psychopathic asshole and bastard. I'll see you in hell, goddess adds. Every time you anger God, she gets more feminine on us all. Just wait for the full transformation sequence, Crystal quips, sitting there like a true otaku in pink and white kitty ears. She's cute, isn't she? I wouldn't mind God being a magical cat girl, myself. I've already imagined her as Luna from Sailor Moon, essentially, so becoming a magical cat girl is a natural next step. No, she doesn't mind. Anyway. I sense that there is another reason God calls my ex a husband, he is yet to relinquish his claim on my being. Thus, God has promised me he shall die very soon, whether it's of natural means or not. I'll just stop his heart if nothing else happens, she told me. I have no idea if this is real because I've not yet seen it happen, but I did watch my father die spitting up blood after months of vitriol regarding his person. I try not to succumb to vitriol, it's a waste of time and energy. Maybe if I was angry like everyone else, I'd need 2000 calories a day. I have noted that anger takes quite a lot of fuel, but since the earth TM is overpopulated to the max and I am just one piece of the puzzle known as the problem TM, I try to eat as little as possible. Some days, I exist on nothing but a couple of fancy coffees. Once, my mother told me to only eat when I was hungry. This is not what we should be doing, because we eat more than we need once we've starved ourselves. However, please note for the Akashic record that I've been advised to starve myself since the beginning of time TM. God is bent to divorce me from reality TM so we can begin again TM. Watch me reincarnate, y'all. Hold my beer. When we die, we meet our maker TM. Then we stand trial for all our misdeeds. 
Those who are tied to us are also part of the trials because we are invariably just actors within a play with only one role to assume, self. Yet, most of us pretend to be anyone but self for acceptance and love. But that ain't love, as I've discovered all on my own in my autistic experience, it's just hate with a smile. What's a woman to do? What's a human being to do? God told me I called the destroyers TM. Spacelings with massively advanced technology that will be akin to pure magic are going to arrive, are already here, and he said he'd park one over my house to zap murdering poisonous thieving human beings who want to harm me once I reveal that I am the M-word. We treat the M-word like a dirty word around here. Messiah, Dolt. He's also fond of monkeys. It's a misspelling so you know he's hating on humanity, wouldn't you know? We are so fond of pointing out what is different between us and our neighbor we've forgotten how much we're alike when compared to the average ant. I've learned so much about common black American ants, it's unreal. All because I feed them in my kitchen. First of all, they don't like peanuts or ripened berries, so when they go for your PB&J at a picnic, understand they want the sugar that was artificially injected into your jam. They care not for most things other than simple carbohydrates that break down readily, apples and pears and cat food. They do not consume oil in any form that I have figured out, but I have seen them swarm over bits of unconsumed animal fat, but potentially there are shreds of protein on that fat, so I assume that could be the reason. The ants are my only friends, y'all. We have talks while I'm making food or espresso. I watch them do their thing. So other things you probably don't know about ants, you can see when they are pregnant. The males and females both leave the nest to eat, which is important because I had the misconception they'd be more like bees, but they're not. Pregnant females have white spots in their abdomen. I do not know if they birth only one egg or potentially two, but I can see two distinct white spots in the abdomen so I'll guess two. Ants barely ever carry food back to the nest. Ants don't seem to sleep, but they do rest. Maybe their sleep is only 5 to 15 minutes at a time, I couldn't tell you because I'm too bogged down with humanity as a telepath to find out. They do not need to nest in dirt, anywhere relatively covered is safe enough to nest. They'll lay eggs in the open if they think it's safe enough. They love my potted plants and took over. And every time it comes to watering them, there's an exodus. They scurry like mad to pick up their eggs and march around with the little white dots until they figure out the soil is just wet and no more water is coming to get them TM. They can learn to do simple tricks. They know I am the human being that tries to save them from death so they will get on me to hitch a ride to safety. It used to take several minutes of patience to get them to get back off me onto the sink sideboard, which is where I put them when I save them, but now they readily scurry off and continue their business. Sometimes, I turn on the oven, and there are some stuck on top of the oven and they are too panicked to notice I am the one trying to save them, so I have to use a butter knife in their path to get them to jump on that so I can take them to the sideboard. Also, they understand the waterfall of Doom TM, aka the sink faucet turning on. They are brave and go into the sink all the time looking for debris and scraps to feed the horde. Sugar-free maple syrup is one of their most favorite things ever. I had a millimeter of it at the bottom of a bottle and unscrewed the cap, leaving it at the back of the sink sideboard. Oh boy do they love that. They previously got stuck in quickly drying viscous semi-liquid before, but somehow that syrup is dense enough they can walk right over it without getting stuck. They often bump into each other and then clean their antennae together. This is a social thing I don't understand at all and they do it frequently. They can absolutely smell food, it's how they find it, primarily. Cat food proves this. 
and so does frequent mopping and using filters and fans to clean the air of the house. If they can't smell it, they can't find it. They absolutely go away if you simply clean your hovel. Daily. Or multiple times a day. There is no need to get a fucking ant trap, you asshole. They deserve to live, too. If you don't want to feed them, get made service. It's cheaper and better for all beings involved anyway. If there is a peril that is time-based, they learn not to get near the thing that creates peril at the time specified. I.e. a mouse moved into my house, I'm waiting for my cats to catch that thing, by the way, because, you know. That's their fucking nature, and now steals the apple cores around 9pm to 12pm at night, so the ants will leave the apple core alone as dusk falls. I found so many of them transferred to the stove top because that little jerk comes up through the stove, and sometimes I thwart it by cooking in the evening. Ants love apple cores, much more than pear cores. I think the fibrous nature of pears might be to blame, but I'm not really sure. Someone else can figure this shit out, I'm just here to tell you all my observations. Why? Because telepathy. I observe them because of telepathy. I have it with animals and bugs and human beings, whether anyone likes that or not. And spacelings, for that matter, which is what's going to make me the intergalactic ambassador for planet Earth. TM. I have not been speaking with the spacelings all my life, contrary to your popular questioning of that fact, but I have been aware of their existence since I was approximately seven years of age due to an eyewitness observation of a diamond-shaped object, white in nature, being in the sky over a field I was lying in to stare at the sky. This object went straight into the stratosphere. There was no left-right movement as we'd expect from an airplane, no. It stayed in a fixed spot for some five minutes, and then disappeared by becoming smaller and smaller in the cloudless sky until it disappeared completely. Stratosphere, BRO. Stop invalidating me. Now we have had a hexagonal shape above Lake Huron that was terrifying enough to fire not one but two missiles at, costing nearly one million dollars, that's one million United States dollars, BRO, which we have no idea where they landed, supposedly hitting the target that lacked a heat signature even though they were sidewinders, which seek heat. Lake Huron is 120 feet deep at its deepest point, which is pretty shallow when you involve skilled scuba divers and only takes like 45 minutes to swim to the depths of from the surface. And yet we cannot find the debris. We have superior imaging technologies and we cannot find the debris. We can't find an invisible alien spacecraft we never hit with a missile. Because they stole the missiles and disarmed them, you idiots. And if they wanted to harm us, we'd all be dead already. So put your guns down, you ninnies, and listen up, we come in peace. Think about it. Cloaked from our detection. Nobody even knows they are here. They didn't see them from the space station. Nobody saw them come, nobody will see them go. Their technology is so far beyond us and yet we're not dead yet. They could sneeze and wipe out all civilization as we know it and we're not dead yet. Is it getting through to you yet? You're still alive. They are allowing you to live. Because they understand us and empathize with us and want us to stop hurting ourselves and our environment. We are following in their footsteps. Footsteps they took millions of years ago. They want to save us from ourselves. And more importantly, they want to save the ants, the bees, their favorites, by the way, the flowers and the trees. Ants are social, you know. They inform each other of what happens to them somehow. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a full colony of billions of ants that recognize my scent and understand I am on their side, that I am feeding them and taking care of them the best I can. Of course I must be killing some of them. 
To walk in their path is to kill them occasionally. I'm stupid and put the cat food somewhere where I have to cross their path. I should fix that, really, but it's not happening in this very moment. The transmission is so crystal clear tm. We are like ants to them. They watch us scurry about, trying to go about our business and get things done. We are intriguing. We are all psychopathic to some degree because we are ignoring our innate telepathy in favor of technology and human advancement. At the cost of the rest of the planet. They, too, did this, and they regret it because they are the only thing left where they come from. There are no zoos full of interesting species, kept in prison just so we don't have to adventure to their homeland to see them in the real TM. There are no ants, no birds, no bees, no flowers, no trees. There is only food in Spaceling and it is boring. They're going to fix Venus so it grows new life, but we need to stay out of it. We need to leave it to them to do their thing. They need a planet now and I've given them Venus. As we human beings are, we declare the first thing we plant a flag into to belong to that which planted the flag. Consider the Venusian flag planted. It is now an owned planet and we, humanity, do not own it. We could have owned it. If we wanted to clean this fucking mess up and do it again on Venus, but we lost our chance. The spacelings are already in progress. They are doing it to prove to us that it can be done. They will share their technology once it's finished, but only under certain conditions. 1. Euthanasia becomes legal. 2. The death sentence is absolute. View screenshot from Quora below. 3. We reduce our population to one-ninth of the size we are today by 2025. 4. We reclaim land for the animals and wildlife in general, allowing the earth to become the Garden of Eden once more. 5. We stop breeding irresponsibly. We elect the most capable candidates for reproduction rather than simply by mere will alone. You will have to earn the right to reproduce, cockroaches that you are. 6. Rape will be rewarded with murder. All rapists must die. We will destroy you ourselves if we must, and we believe we must because not enough of you wish to die. 7. You will cease commerce. You will use only what you need. You will put cleanliness above personal desire. You will put taking care of the collective above the self. Or you will die. 8. You will cease global economy. Grow that which you consume in your homeland. Move it via work animals rather than mechanical beast. Reduce your carbon footprint to minus 1000 per day or you will perish. We don't even have to lift a finger for that one to pass. 9. You will cease relocation of anything above and beyond the human being. Sell IT all and buy it again on the other side. The resource cost to move things is too immense. That is, unless you use beasts of burden to move it. We understand you prefer to race your horses until they are lame and then turn them into glue, but I'm telling you now, Captain God, that I find you to be psychopathic bastards and I'm coming for each and every one of you animal abusers. 10. You will cease favoring parking lots over woodland. You will cease favoring car and luxury over mere living. You will cease to use money at all and instead rely on public approval and goodwill to live if you cannot fend for yourselves. Romano I need you to take care of this girl, she is broken. I will make an exception for your relocation needs. Just don't use Eagle Moving Group. Or do, and we can sue them together. A most disheartening dissertation on how we keep psychopaths alive just to kill again one day. From Cora, April 18, 2023 at 1 p.m. Read them and weep, children of earth. I, your God, your Savior, have returned. And now I will save the earth from you.